Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope everyone is doing fantastic. It's been a really busy week for me here in Florida, but the weather is finally fantastic. The weather has been just blue skies for the most part, 80 some degrees every day. So I hope everybody is doing well. I wanted to touch base on something with this week's episode that might be a little bit different. It's really technology. And is it a double-edged sword for those of us with any type of chronic condition? There was recently a survey done off of the ankylosingspondylitis.net website. And in that, they did a look at how technology brings both convenience and confusion. And I've said this before, I was diagnosed well before the internet, well before there was anything to look up. And it was kind of a, just the doctor said, here, here's what you have. Don't do this and this, and you know, we'll see you back in six months. So there was no ability to go use Dr. Google and maybe scare myself into some type of paralysis by overload of information. I really look back at it and say, was that a good time to be diagnosed? Or is this now a better time when you can find out a lot more? And I think it's really a, a 50-50 thing because I liked not knowing some of the things, but at the same time, I wish I would have known some of the possibilities so that there would have been a better way to prepare myself for it. But what's the old saying? Hindsight's twenty twenty. So I, I guess, you know, you have to look at it both ways. So this item that was done at ankylosingspondylitis.net really caught my eye. They, they did the survey back, I believe, in January. And again, it's titled, How Technology Brings Both Convenience and Confusion, Results of the Connected Health Survey. So in it, they were looking at, do you use apps on your phone or iPad or any type of device that you might be using to help with your health, to help with your daily activities, to track your sleeping, all of that. What they did find is that 8 in 10 people are using at least one device. You know, there's devices all around us, as they say. In fact, when asked about their current technology use, 81% of the survey takers told us that they used at least one device to manage their health. And that broke down to devices like for diet and nutrition, sleep, and mental and emotional health. Those were the, the big three. So, it was also touched base on what I mentioned, which Dr. Google and many rely on search internet to learn about and manage their health. He said, in fact, 41% of the respondents use search slash internet a few times per week and 31% use it every day. That's a lot if you use it every day. I'm wondering, were you newly diagnosed when you took the survey for some of those respondents? Were you just looking up or curious? I'd really one day it'd be fantastic to know who these respondents were and to delve deeper into some of this. And they talk about there being an app for everything. And they said, among those who use technology to learn about and manage their health, apps are another common tool. So whether it's through a smartphone, a tablet, a smartwatch, survey respondents use an average of two apps to manage their health. Plus another 37% said they use three or more apps. And I try to think, how does that relate or correlate to me? And I have an app where I track my daily med intake. And I'm not as religious about it as I should be, 
but it's very helpful when you go to the doctor. I have all the medications, the dosages, everything listed out there so I can just read to the doctor, here's what I take. There's another app called Chronic Insights, and James Allen was on the show about a year ago, and I'm hoping to have him on here soon. James has AS. He wrote this app for tracking his pain and others with AS. You can go to his website, Chronic Insights. I'll have a link in the show notes to go and look at the app. And that's just one of many apps out there. I'll have a link to several different ones. There's some that cost and some that don't. But check the show notes. There'll be some options in there. So do you use apps? Um, Besides those two, I have one that I wear for my Fitbit on my wrist, and that tracks my sleep and activity and so forth. So I'm up to three apps that I can think of. I have one on there for food intake to track calories, I'm just not religious about using it. I have one for fasting as well. So there's a numerous apps that I have. That's five alone. It's easy to do to put them on your, your phone. What do you use? Feel free to shoot a message over to me. Go to spondypodcast.com and hit up the little button in the lower corner about leaving me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from anybody that wants to leave a voicemail. Tell me, what do you think about the apps you're using? What's working good for you? What's not working for you? What have you stopped using? So I'd love to hear from anybody and see what they're up to. They also tracked, well, we have all these apps. Are we using them? Are they helping? 26% of app users said that they review their health data in an app to ensure they're meeting their goals. That's only about one in four. That's not very good. Only 21% feel apps have helped them to make long-lasting habits. And similarly, 27% of app users agreed they may try an app and stop using it within a month. And 35% of all survey respondents said it can be overwhelming to understand which health and wellness apps might help them. So while there are many health apps out there, they say, these platforms can be confusing and may or may not make it easier to manage one's health. And I agree. I think that's something that I've encountered in my own usage of some of these. The other thing that they looked at and asked about was patient portals. How many of your doctors have a portal where you can log in and see all of your medical information? According to the survey respondents, about three in four said that they've used their patient portals at their primary health care providers. I think that's huge. I think that's great. I'm really surprised if you aren't using it. Why? I think it's a fantastic way to get a look at what's going on to order meds, or is that one out of four that don't use it because their doctor doesn't offer it? So I'd be curious to see why you don't use it. Is it clunky? So again, I'd, I'd love to get some feedback from everybody. So how can technology improve or help? Well, in the digital age, we know that the device and apps have limitations. That limitations is usually requiring us, the user, to input data. And while many of us have used at least one device to manage our health and wellness technology, it's not without its challenges or concerns. Uh, It goes on to say, in fact, fewer than one in four agree that devices and apps help them more effectively manage their health. So to understand how technology could be better, they asked the survey respondents to share suggestions. And they came up with a number of them. One of them was if all doctors use the same technology. That would be great. I I think that would be really unique in that you'd have to have every doctor agree to purchase or access the same technology. I'm not sure that would be realistic, but it would make everything so much easier. Direct communication was another thing with their doctors that thought it would be easy. That I agree, and maybe we'll see more of that as maybe some of the rules might loosen up after all of this COVID where the telehealth, maybe that will become a bigger item and give us better direct access to our doctors. 
Also some how-tos or step-by-step instructions and tech support. If you get into an app and don't understand it, do you keep using it? Do you just drop it, delete it, move on to the next one? I know I've deleted it and moved on to something else when I get stuck or don't understand. I know the ones that are really data intensive are probably going to give me the best results, but honestly, I don't carry through to enter everything. Are there affordable options? You know, a lot of the apps have monthly recurring fees to them. And when you take all those monthly recurring fees and add them up, you end up being overwhelmed. And so you cut a lot of those type of items out. I understand the developers have to make money. I'm just not sure what the appropriate way is to meet the developer's needs to earn a living from their products along with the user's needs to not be overwhelmed by a substantial amount of monthly recurring bills. And then is there easier to use options and better terminology? Well, some of that comes into play with using the right terminology or being able to better understand. And maybe that means we need glossary abilities, question marks that when you click on them or hover over them, they give further feedback. I don't know. I'm not a developer. I don't know what the limitations are, but that's probably a pretty good one is that you want to have more ability to understand what you're not only putting into this app, but what you're taking out of it. One of the apps I stopped using was on sleep tracking, and I know it was a really good app, but it was more confusing to use than the app that I'm using now. So it probably gave better results. It didn't make my life easier. And if it doesn't make it easier, it's, you know, at this point, it's got to go. With that, what are you all doing? What apps do you use? You know, go back and, and let me know on spondypodcast.com. Shoot me a message about what apps you find helpful. I'd love to aggregate everybody's suggestions together and put a list out there of what helps everybody. Are they free apps? Are they some apps that are, I think they call them freemium, where they have some free content and some you pay for? Are they strictly a paid app? I'd love to know what all of them are so we can put them all together and then put them out there for everybody to delve through and and choose what works best for them. Technology is a great thing. It's the whole reason this show exists. It's the whole reason that so many of us have been able to reach out and talk and become friends with people that have this condition that can be around the globe. That's the great part of technology. The bad part is, does anybody think it makes it easier to become, I don't know, somewhat reclusive? Now, I know this last year has been challenging for everybody, but has this technology and being able to connect kind of to people through Facebook groups, through whatever, Instagram, anything that you're using, has that made you a bit more reclusive? Have you skipped functions because of just not wanting to go and and being more comfortable, being more of an introvert and staying home? Because that's not good if technology is leading to that either. So I'd, I'd love to know. Again, go to spondypodcast.com, leave me a message, tell me what's going on, and let's see if we can't all pitch in and make this technology work better for all of us. Because the more information that I can gather from all of you listeners, the better that we can disseminate out this information than to everybody else. So again, I'd love to hear from everybody about what they're doing and what they're using, or is it just a notebook you're using? That might even be an option to just hit me as well. So anyway, hit me up at spondypodcast.com. Let me know what you're doing. Let me know what's working for you. And I'm looking forward over the next few weeks, you're going to hear some interviews from different people that have 
ankylosing spondylitis or axial spondylarthritis, whatever terminology you want to use, and they are going to start telling their stories. That's originally what this podcast started off to be was everybody's story put into a digital format where others could listen to it. So I want to start to really get some uh, stories going, get your story going. So please feel free to shoot me a message at jason.sacco at spondypodcast.com. And the, the link for that will be in the show notes. And shoot me a message. Let me know what works best for you. Let's get your story out there so that others can hear how you dealt, what your journey was, and learn from it. So again, with that said, thank you so much for listening. Everybody have a wonderful week, and I can't wait to hear from y'all. Take care. Bye.